folks, welcome to part two of Simon's Global Walkabout. In part one, Simon shared his history of bikes, his adventures through Asia on what was essentially a race bike with headlights, driving a president's car, and his hunger for finding the road less travelled. Today, Simon shares more about his plans for his around-the-world adventure. So please, have a listen to where we left off in the previous episode, where we were discussing taking long dirt roads to discover little old ladies selling jam and conserves on the internet. But before we crack on, remember to hit subscribe on the show and click follow on Instagram while you're at it. If you're feeling exceptionally generous, hit up our Patreon page for some feel-good support where you're rewarded for being a damn fine fan. Alrighty, let's see where Simon and I left off in the last episode of Bikes, Burgers, Beers. It's like this 80-year-old woman who sits at a computer every morning, checks her emails and goes, oh, someone's put an order in, you know, and she packs them into little boxes and puts bubble wrap around them. Oh, love it. And I thought I would have never found that if I just went past that dirt road and thought, oh, that's probably just some little dirt road, don't worry about it and keep going. So Tasmania, for me... I mean, you, you, you could find an adventure like that anywhere, but that's one of the ones that really sticks out for me as, mm. you know, Tasmania really has a lot of that. You can you can pick a little road somewhere and go, I wonder where that goes, and end up at some little old lady's house for some tea and coffee and some and jams. You hear in the background, you hear the banjos playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... Well, that, I mean, that, it's that's, true though, isn't it? You know, <laughs> yeah. you... you you poke into that dirt road and you find a yeah. whole different adventure to what Absolutely. you're planning on doing. And I mean, that's that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. You know, getting out there and yeah. seeing and doing stuff. I don't and, know. and I would imagine there'd be so much of that around the world in so many different countries. You know, you mm. th- th- their own cultural versions of the the tea and coffee old lady with the jams and concerts. <laughs> and you know. yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know? Well, that's it. I mean, I'm I'm not expecting to be back in any less than about five or six years. Mm. Um, so this is a big trip. This is huge. Yeah. 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 This. I mean, even Itchy Boots has gone back to the Netherlands. You know, talking about mm. her, and not to make comparisons. I don't want to draw comparisons, but let let's face it. She is a bit of an inspiration, and and also, well, she, for, I think she's like the number one. Absolutely. Because I mean, she's at a million subscribers or just under it or maybe just over it now. I think Um, I have to double check now, but I I can check that right now. Check that right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give you a live update. (laughs) Absolutely. Here we go. You're going to hear it here first on Bikes, Burgers, Beers. (laughs) How many subscribers does Itchy Boots have? We should run a contest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So she's currently at 982,000 subscribers. Yeah. That's amazing. And you look at that and you think, wow, geez, I'd be I'd be happy with ninety thousand subscribers. Yeah, <laughs> you <me know>? too. <laughs> I, I, I mean, to be honest, I'd be happy with nine hundred and eighty two subscribers <laughs> right now. But I mean, she's she's only got three hundred and ninety nine videos on her channel. Mm. I mean, I'm literally um I'm literally just coming up to I've got 97 videos on my channel. Yeah. So, you know, you look at that and you think, okay, yeah, she's been doing it for a while. 
yeah. uh, about five years now. Mm. She's extremely polished at what she does. Yeah, absolutely. She's very, very good with it. And and look, I I watch her stuff every time it comes out. Yeah. Because I'm trying to pick up pointers because she's doing things that I'm going to go out and do as well. That's like, right. Um. So I'm, and and the, the funny thing is, is that. Even if I started off in South America where she is right now, mm. actually she's in Central America now, but, mm, yes. but if I started off in the same country at the same port or you know, the same airport where where a bike was flown to, mm. I'm not going to go see the exact same thing. No, of course not. Or, or even if I do, if I, go, if I go and I cross the Darien Gap, which was where she had to lift her bike on and off this scary-looking-sized boat. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine me doing that with an Africa twin? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm I'd laughing because I am imagining it. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I, I just literally look at that and think, no, no, just no. no. Yeah, I just, I need to find a bigger boat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think the thing is, is that. Uh, it's it's safe to say we're drawing inspiration from someone like her rather than yeah. copying. And the thing is, is I mean, I had another guest on the show last season, uh, Jax Kennedy, who's travelled around the world, and something that she brought to my attention, which I, I kind of knew anyway, because we spoke about Ted Simon, we spoke about all these other writers who have been around the world and done all these things 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. And, and Jax Kennedy said... Oh, but there's people that have been doing it long before then. You know, mm. there there were people in the 30s and 40s doing this that haven't documented anything. No, that's it, because they didn't have YouTube. No, they didn't have YouTube. And they didn't write a book about it. They didn't do mm. anything. They just decided to do it. And yeah. I mean, there's people who've walked around the planet. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That You'd have to be really keen, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, I even mean, walk, like... Just walking to the shop's a pain. <laughs> <laughs> Here I think of immediately, I think of Fendog, who just travelled from the top of Australia to the bottom of Australia, and, and all for, for charity. And you can check out a lot of his stuff on his YouTube channel. I'll link it in the show notes below. And Rob from Throttle Down Under is also a massive advocate for him. Um, he, he's a huge supporter of Fendog, so uh, definitely check out Rob's channel as well from Throttle Down Under. I'll link those videos in the show notes as well for our listeners. But... At the end of the day, you know, like like we said, adventure can come from anywhere. Like you mm. said, even going to a different town and going to the shops there or something. <laughs> and and I know, like I love going out west and people go, oh, you always go out west. And I say, yeah, but every time I do, I find something a little bit different. I might end up at the same destination, but mm. in between my house and that place, usually Tarana Pub, uh, I will go a different way or I'll find a different road. I'll wonder where that goes. Even if it's just a loop or a circuit, I've done it and I can tick yeah, it off it. my list, you know. So, well, I mean, yeah. I, I, um, I've been driving the, the uh, Pacific Highway here in and out of Grafton for the last seven years, almost starting my eighth year. That's depressing, isn't it? <laughs> and there's a road literally a couple of kilometres from where I am right now and I've driven past it hundreds of times and I'd never gone up there mm. and I went up there on the bike and at the end of the road it says no through road and I'm thinking 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how the Clarence Valley Council works. <laughs> Essentially, they don't want to fix the road, so they call it a no-through road. And when I rode up there, I found out that it was a through road, but there's a bit where it's part of it's washed away. So they've now said no through road because then they don't have to maintain that. That's right. It's easier putting um, up a sign. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. They've got a sign at each end saying no through road. And I've been through it half a dozen times on the bike now. And what I found up there is this beautiful farmer's fields and stuff. There's a little creek that runs down one side of it. And there's this windmill just sitting there. And I've got a couple of really nice pictures of the Africa twin with this windmill behind it. And what I do, I'll send you one. Maybe you can put it in the comments with all of the other stuff. I don't know how that works for podcasts. Well, it's, it'll be a bunch of text and usually I just put links in to, so people can click on the links. and. Well, I'll, the... I'll, I'll send you a link for that particular yeah. picture then okay. uh, on my Instagram because Perfect. then people might want to yeah. follow my Instagram as well. Absolutely. And I'll have the Instagram in the show notes as well. All of those details will be there anyway. So Instagram, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And people keep saying, I oh, should get Twitch. Nah. Not I, one, I can't not one keep more up thing. with the four that I've got. Yeah. <laughs> I barely keep up with Facebook and Instagram, and that's all I have. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? It's like, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I do put all of my time into YouTube. Yeah. And basically the others are there because it gives people an ability to contact mm. me or to interact in a different way yep. because, you know, I put out a post on Facebook. Yep. Bob over there may see it and he'll click the link that takes him to my YouTube mm. and then Bob will subscribe because he goes, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it just gives me the ability to push things out in a slightly different way to yeah. maybe people who aren't directly looking on YouTube for Simon's global walkabout where Simon went and had a look at Maitland, for instance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so sp speaking of Maitland, what are some of the notable places that you are planning on touching down? <laughs> Not Maitland. <laughs> um, oh, look, no, Ma look, Maitland is lovely. Um, is. And in fact, the video that came out <laughs> yesterday, um, I, I've really started since since the um, the Aussie Moto Content Creators Big Day Out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like Big Day Out. It's the Big Day Out. It was a big day um, out. <laughs> Since I've learned more about how to edit the uh, the 360 footage um, from that camera, I started trying to play with it more. And and so riding through Maitland, I'd got all new memory cards, which I, I stopped and I spent like seven hundred dollars on memory cards. Oh wow! <laughs> Bigger, like I've got yeah. I've got a couple of five twelve gigabyte memory mm. cards. Um, yeah. <laughs> Like that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Not that you can see that there. Um, our, our listeners can't, but I'm sure they know. <laughs> no, that's right. But but you put that into the Insta360 camera, mm. and it says you got something like 18 hours of recording time. Can't keep enough batteries running, you know. No. I need to buy another battery. Then I'll have three batteries, and I've got a three battery charger yep. that'll plug into the bike. Brilliant. So, um, I was riding through Maitland and I started that camera up and just rode through Maitland. And I wasn't doing any motor vlogging, talking head stuff, talking, yeah. talking in my helmet to myself. 
I was just riding through, having a pleasant ride through Maitland. Maitland's mm. a lovely little town. It is. And the footage that I got off that camera is superb. Like, yeah. literally, because I could zoom through it on the computer mm. and go, that's a really beautiful building. I know that building. Yeah. And I could select that building and then let it track that building as it went past me. Yes. And off in the distance behind me. Yeah. And so I got these beautiful bits of footage on this video that I've never been able to do stuff like that before. Mm. And so I want to do things like go to Port Arthur. Yeah. You're asking places that I want to go to. Yeah. And Port Arthur is one of them. Yeah. Um, because Port Arthur is full of history and I love history. So being able to take that, you know, mm. um, that wonderful sticky camera there. Yep. <laughs> when I say sticky, I mean the one on the stick as opposed to <laughs> it's, ew, it's sticky. Because um, <laughs> I'm just thinking your listeners will be going, sticky camera? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I can take that camera and yeah. I can essentially fly through mm. Port Arthur's buildings. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure flying the drone around in there would probably be incredibly frowned upon, if not oh, illegal. I would think so, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so of course, Port Arthur's definitely a destination. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Port Arthur, there's. Um, I did a whole bit uh, on the Rise of the Phoenix series one or season one. Uh, I did a whole chunk of it about ned kelly mm -hmm. so i want to finish that off by going to the uh the melbourne the old melbourne jail for instance yeah to show where he was hanged yeah you know and i can sort of put a circle around that right it's gone i've done that um going to port arthur though i can show where a lot of these people who became the bush rangers came into australia including one of my relatives um and um you know, so I, I can I can sort of show a bit more of that, and and through parts of this, um, including in the mini series that's just about to end, I showed uh, chunks of the the old Great North Road, and uh, and showed the cobblestones and stuff that was all put together by the convicts. Of course, those convicts, a lot of them ended up in Australia via Port Arthur. But I'm, when I'm down in Sydney doing my safari in Sydney, you're just going to love that when that comes out. <laughs> you, you'll just think, yeah, that's a safari, bloody oath. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm also planning on going to spend probably a half a day wandering around in the rocks because I know, for instance, a lot about the rocks because I love history. And as a kid, I was a, I was a real dork. Like, I literally read everything that I could get my hands on about things. You know, the encyclopedia? <laughs> yeah, I read it. All of it. Start <laughs> to finish. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I remember as a kid, my first adult book that I was given was Jules Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, the unabridged edition, which is a good three-inch thick in paperback. Yeah. Mm. It's a big book. And I read that in like, I don't know, a week. And I was eight. And I went back to my dad and I said, Dad, have you got any more books? Because I've finished that. And he's like, what? So he turns around and my dad my dad spent years as a comedian. My dad 
walks to the bookshelf and he pulls out the dictionary. He brings it over and lays it in my hands and says, really crap storyline, but lots of great words. You'll love it. <laughs> so I read the dictionary, which was then followed by the thesaurus. Yeah. And, and I wonder why I got beaten up in high school, right? Um, <laughs> but look, I could talk rings around anyone in high school. Uh, and then after I'd read both of those, I went back to my father. And um, hopefully I won't offend people here. But my father then got the Bible and held it out and sat it in my hands and said, great storyline, really crap ending, and handed that to me. So I read the Bible from cover to cover and then i think they actually got me some real books you know <laughs> that, like bunch of stories in them that that were kind of more believable <laughs> an eight or a nine-year-old <laughs> you know yeah and believable yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean hey look when i read Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea um mm. i drew pictures of submarines for months yeah months mm. i've and I got it all. There was just a couple of words in there that I didn't get. Yeah. After I'd read the dictionary and the thesaurus, I got them. It's <laughs> fine. It all came back. Yeah. But, so seeing as you sorry, want to... Sorry, we went off on a tangent. No, no, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> but see, seeing as you want to basically travel and, and touch down onto every continent on mm -hmm. this planet, could you, and this is a tough question, could you narrow down one place on each continent that you definitely want to see? Antarctica, I can only say I just want to go onto the continent. Yep. I mean, get, get that front tire onto the snow and go, yep, done well, it. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of figure if they won't let me take the bike there, which is probably highly unlikely, I'll take a cardboard cut out of it, <laughs> I'll set up the video camera, and I'll, and I'll do the high. Yeah. G'day, welcome back, you know, all that sort of stuff. Couldn't bring the bike with me because I'm actually on the seventh continent, Antarctica. Mm. As you can see, there's a lot of weight. And I couldn't bring the bike, but here we go, and I'll unfold a life-size cardboard cut out of the bike. Look, in Europe, there are so many things that I want to see in on every continent. It's, it's a tough question to answer. It, it really is. I mean... Look, I could say Paris, but I'd also like to go to Auschwitz mm. because, again, history, there's history in both Paris. Abs and, absolutely. You know, in South Africa, for instance, uh, sorry, in, in Africa, the African continent, I mean, I'd like to say that I'd like to go and see Mount Kilimanjaro, mm. but, I mean, not that I'm going to be able to ride the bike up, but I'm not sure as hell I ain't climbing it. It's a long way. <laughs> Slightly bigger adventure than walking to the shops. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And look, I, I climbed to the top of um, Mount Kosciuszko. Mm, that's got yeah. a footpath. Yeah. And by the time I got back, I was dragging my right leg behind me. Mm. And you could actually see that in the video. I was in agony because yeah, my wow. leg was killing me. Um, but I still completed it. But look, this, there are so many places. I, I'd say actually Europe-wise, Europe, Europe -wise, I'll re rephrase Europe. If there's one place I want to see in Europe, it's Italy. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I mean, the whole of Italy, there is so yeah. much there. Absolutely. Um, I mean, 
I, I really couldn't narrow anything down to one place. That's yeah. that's an unfair question, my friend. <laughs> that's you probably Sorry. thought about that for weeks so that you could torment me with it. <laughs> well, the thing the thing about this show, and and some some guests already know this, uh, is that. I don't actually premeditate a lot of the questions. Now, things mm-hmm. like what sort of bike you ride and what's your history on on riding, those are all standard, you know, questions. And and obviously at the end of the episodes I always ask about, you know, favorite favorite burgers and beers. But mm. but I tend to I tend to run on the fly most of the time. And uh, yeah, that was just one I thought of about 10 minutes ago and I thought I'm going to ask him. And that. You thought I'm going to torment him with that. <laughs> well, I'll give you an easier one then. Okay, go on. How do you prepare for a trip like this that you, you, you're basically going to be traveling the world? Because yeah, bug, bug it if I know. No. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well I, I've spoken to some people who have done similar trips. Like, for example, mm. Jax Kennedy, who's traveled around the world, and she's done it on a scooter. And, mm. uh, and she That's said, game. you know, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, she was talking about riding through the Swiss Alps and basically carving up Ducati riders. So... You know, she, she's absolutely love amazing. It. Absolutely. Mm. I, I loved it as well. But her There'd be a limit was, to what you could carry on a scooter, though. You'd have, I reckon you'd have to be staying in backpackers and stuff, wouldn't you? You wouldn't yeah, be camping and she stuff. she did base herself in certain central locations and then would go and mm. do big day trips to certain locations. But okay. the thing was that her thing was that she, she rarely prepared and she would just go, okay, I need this, mm. this, this, and this. Let's jump on and go and just go. Yeah. And then I, you know, I've had other people on the show where they will spend months preparing, and there's nothing wrong with either of those methods. Yeah. But it's just a, you know, how how would you prepare for a trip like this? I know you've got the bike, mm-hmm. you're doing this. It's Australia. all kitted out. Yeah. Yeah, it's all kitted out. You're doing this trip around Australia, which for me, if I was doing a trip around the world like this, my trip around Australia would basically be my shakedown trip to Pretty make much. sure. Yeah, make sure things are working. Make sure how I'm packing things is going to work for the rest of the yeah. world. That's and, it. Yeah, and so and how- like, okay, so the Rise to Phoenix um, season one realistically was supposed to be a five week trip on the bike, right. and it turned out to be three weeks. Yeah. Um, because of the absolute crap weather that we had at the time. I mean, we're talking floods, yeah. the whole East Coast. Yeah. So that kind of messed up a lot of that, but that was. That was basically my almost like a shakedown. But season two, doing the the whole country will really be a full-on test of my abilities. Yeah. And I really hope that by the time I'm, you know, a month into this, that I've got it down pat with the packing, like you say, with the – I need to stop at the shops. I need to buy, Mm. you know, one tomato, one onion, one this – Look, I can't cook. Yeah. So it's going to be a real <laughs> challenge. Um, well, that'll be a YouTube series all on its own. I know, right? Like, <laughs> and now you're cooking with Simon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I'm I do plan on trying to to teach myself to do some more things like that because as much as I like burgers which I'm sure you can appreciate. Yeah, paying 12 to $15 for a burger every day when you have no income yeah. isn't going to happen. Absolutely. Whereas if I go to the shops and I buy an onion and I buy a tomato and I buy a couple of mushrooms and I buy 
I don't know, a small piece of meat from the deli or a bit of go to the butchers and buy, you know, like just literally like a, I don't know, a half a $5 note size piece of steak. And I put all of that in a pan with a bit of, um, bit of oil or something and then yeah. burn the hell out of it. <laughs> um, I mean, realistically, I can make a meal for probably three or four bucks. Yeah. At the most. Well, and speaking that's of, what I've got to do. Yeah. Speaking of Italy before, a friend of mine, he walked through Italy many, many years ago. Actually, wow. Came Neil, there too. I, Lots I, of hills. Yeah. Uh, he's walked a lot. He's actually done a pub crawl from Penrith to Sydney to in town uh, along like Parramatta Road and Hume Highway and all that. He's done it. He's done all the pubs. If I name a pub for him or I name a suburb, he can name every pub and you can rate their How beer. long did that take him? Uh, many weeks but he's he's done he's done it and he was pissed the whole time yeah pretty much yeah uh but he he went through traffic he went through italy yeah it's (laughs) it's really good for that he went through italy and no kidding he'd stop in a village he'd get a a, some sort of bread Mm -hmm. i was gonna i was gonna say a baguette but wrong country but Mm -hmm. you know some some sort like a you know um some sort of loaf of bread or, or just a, a roll or something, a tomato mm. and a piece of cheese from the deli, and he would sometimes even get a bottle of wine, sit under a tree somewhere on the side of nowhere mm-hmm. and and just enjoy his lunch or, you know, and then save the rest of it and go, well, I'll have that half of that bottle for dinner uh, along with the rest of the tomato and the bread and whatever. And that's yeah. what he did every day. And you could literally, he survived on that the whole time walking through Italy. And he he was, you know, paying. He lost 45 kilos, but that's the whole thing, yeah. (laughs) Great way to lose weight. But but it was costing him like 30, 40 cents a day, you know. Yeah. And And look, that's the thing. If if I can work that sort of stuff out, then obviously the the little bit of money that I do have will go a lot further. Absolutely. And. And like, I mean, I know, for instance, that you can make stuff up with just mushrooms and a bit of tomato yeah. and a bit of onion Yeah, that is very filling and very nutritious. Yep. I never used to like mushrooms, but I've kind of come to understand that I need to get over that. <laughs> All righty, folks, we've come to that point in the show today where we're going to take a short break to hear from our show sponsors. Please stay tuned and remember... Those discount codes still apply, so make sure you use them. Time to get myself a new jacket and a matching pair of gloves. With the discount code over at Johnny Reb, our show sponsor, it makes it really affordable. And I have to say, damn, I look good in some Johnny Reb gear. All I have to do is enter the code BIKES15 at checkout over at johnnyreb.com.au. That's B-I-K-E-S-1-5. And I instantly get 15% off all my purchases. And to top it off, if I spend over $49, they give me free shipping. That's easy. JohnnyRep.com.au. Oh, yeah. Riding your bike? Thirsty work. Mowing the lawn? Thirsty work. You deserve a refreshing drink. My top beer, the Nectar of the Hops from Willie the Boatman, is rated number 99 in the top beers of Australia. Well, it's number one in my household, and just to make it sweeter, Willie the Boatman are offering you 20% off all their purchases on their website. All you got to do is enter the code 
hashtag bikes, burgers, beers at checkout on willytheboatman.com and you get beer delivered to your door. Nothing like cracking open a cold one after wrestling with the lawnmower. Still thirsty? Nah, not anymore. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, back to the show. So speak, speaking of food, uh, and you know, we appreciate burgers here uh, on the show, and, and I think most of my guests do as well. Do you have a favorite burger place that you do go to, whether it's local in Grafton or somewhere in your, in your travels, and especially as a truck driver, I'm sure you've come across many a... Uh, truck stop or no, uh or not co- really not really no, no. <laughs> i know that look, truck stops it, don't have great food so <laughs> no look when it when it comes to the highways of australia mm. particularly on the east coast yeah the only food that's available to, to a truck driver now mm. is mcdonald's and kfc and stuff yeah wow. sad yeah it is sad but true uh best burger place that i've ever been to and i'm I'm hoping you might well have been there. He's right beside the BP service station in Madawi. Okay. Uh, can't remember the name of it, but I'll, um, I'll, look, I'll look it up and put. You it can in the look show it notes. up, and um, they make absolutely awesome burgers, and they're okay. not a bad price. Hmm. And like, I mean, we're talking something like a, a chicken Hawaiian burger, right? Yeah. Whatever they call it. Mm. You know what I mean? That thing. Yeah. And like, it's literally like that. It's huge. It's the size of a it's football. It's huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you eat that and it's like, oh, I don't need to eat for the rest of the week now. Yeah. Best burgers. Uh, and it doesn't matter whether you like chicken or you like meat, mm. you know, beef. It's yeah. um, Their burgers are good either way. So oh, Brilliant. And and brilliant beers, place. I know you're more of a, I think, a, a, oh, correct Jack me Daniels. if I'm wrong, Jack Daniels drinker. So... I know that's your that's your poison, especially when we hung out at the uh, at the content creators meetup, mm-hmm. uh, the big day out as you call it. Um, yep, I reckon that just works for me. Yeah, absolutely. So on the show, obviously, I like you know we like beer here, but at the same time, I know a lot of people like wines and spirits and things like that. Jack Daniels is your go-to. It is, yes. Yeah. However, I don't mind the odd beer. Yeah, I mean, my brother got me onto two. He's old. Okay. That's actually a good beer. Yeah. And, and it's got a flavor. That's right. I mean, yeah. people who drink 4X. That just it just I tastes mean, like fizzy water. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, ah, but I must say when I was over in Europe, there's some beautiful beers over there and like mm. I was quite partial to things like not what we see here in the way of Cronenberg 1664. Mm. There's a slightly different version of that in Europe. Okay. And it's good. Like, you can get it on tap. It's great. But the best beer that I've ever had mm. is a rice beer. Okay. And it's called Beer Lao. Okay. And, like, I mean, people go, well, yeah, B-E-E-R-L-A-O. O-S. <laughs> no, no S. Oh, no S? No. Okay. Lao actually doesn't have an S at the end of it. Oh, doesn't it? I thought it did. No, no. That came about because of the French. Ah, okay. Here's a little history lesson. Yeah. There we go. It's Do it's tell. just like um, so. What happened was the French couldn't say Lao, mm. so they added the S Laos. <laughs> the French could not say Lao people, so they mm. called them Laotian. Okay. And there's a lot of things like that. The capital city in English is Vientiane. Okay, mm-hmm. and that comes from the French. In Lao, it's actually Vieng Chan. Okay, wow. 
So it's actually two words, two mm. completely separate words. Um, but the French changed a lot of things because they couldn't cope with the way it was, yeah. you know, in yeah. the Lao system. So they right. modified it to work. But okay. anyway, so yeah, Beer Lao. Beer Lao okay. is a beautiful beer. Um, what was really good, though, was when I was living there, I, Heineken's got something to do with them now for quality control yeah. stuff and whatever. I think they probably also dumped millions of dollars into the Lao economy for it. But when I was living there, all beer Lao came in a 750 mil bottle. Okay. And you'd go to the beer shop and you'd just buy a crate of it, 12 bottles, and they'd bring that out and sit it at your table. And then they'd bring you a bucket of ice and you actually put the ice in your glass and you pour the beer in there. Right. Okay. And one of the good things about having the ice in there is because the ice melts as it cools the beer. And the beer could be anything between 4% and 12%. So <laughs> some days you might have one bottle of beer and be absolutely shit-faced. <laughs> uh, but the way the Lao people drink beer mm. tends to end up with you shit-faced anyway. Um, <laughs> because, because what happens is you get a, a glass, you know, like like a whiskey glass size mm. glass mm. or even you know a, a full-on tumbler type thing or whatever and you fill it full ice yeah and then you pour the beer into it till it's you know like half to three quarters full mm -hmm. um now obviously there's a lot of ice in there but yeah you know. so say i've got the i've got the glass and the beer i pour that and then i hand the glass to the person on my left they drink yep. they hand the glass back to me yeah i fill it again I pass it on to the next person. Yeah. And it goes all the way around the table. I haven't had a drink yet. Yeah. And when it comes to me, the person to my right gets the bottle mm. and the bucket of ice. Yeah. They fill it, they hand it to me. Okay. And then it goes to the next person, next person. And they, they don't get to drink again until they hand the bottle until on they, to their yeah. right. It's almost almost similar, not quite the same, but almost similar to like just kava drinking in Fiji and Vanuatu and places like mm. that very similar yeah and yeah. and and what it does is it means that um basically you all end up shit-faced <laughs> yeah, i was i was gonna say there's there's no real hidden meaning behind this it's let's get no. shit-faced yeah yeah that's it <laughs> so, i mean look and, and cross your fingers you've got the 12 percent bottle <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it um but i mean i remember one night i was so shit-faced that i got on my motorbike the nsr and i rode home <laughs> yep because Drink driving isn't illegal there. Um, it's more like a pastime. <laughs> and I pulled up outside a police box on the corner, mm -hmm. and the policemen generally were asleep in there at three in the morning when I was heading back from the club. Yep. Pulled up and threw up down the side of my bike and then continued riding home. <laughs> I was that shit-faced. Oh, man. Like, I literally, like, oh, that's just wrong. <laughs> that is wrong. Yeah. Well well, mate, on that note, I want to say thank you so much. And the final question I always ask my my guests on the show is, is there something you'd like to quickly mention that we haven't spoken about on, on today's episode? Sorry, you wanted something quick, didn't you? <laughs> well, no, you, you can think about it all you like, yeah. I can I can edit all the silence out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's but it's kind of good if you leave that little bit of silence there because <laughs> I go, oh my god, he's shut up now. Um, <laughs> look, it, the whole thing out of everything that we've talked about is, I think everybody needs to get out and 
make their own adventures. Doesn't matter what it is, where it is, or how it's done. I mean, I'm a big advocate of, I think everybody should go and spend some time in another country, for instance. But not everybody has the ability or the option to do that. I mean, shit, I did it and I ended up basically with no money. But, um, but I learned a lot of things and had a great time. But I really think that everybody needs to get out and make some adventure in their life. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. They need to get out and live because life can be snuffed out tomorrow. That's the number one thing, isn't it? Wise words. We should all be listening to that and acting upon it, I think. Yeah. Mm. Thanks, mate. Well, Thanks for sharing I'm, that. I mean, I could add one more thing to that. Yeah. My father always said, if in doubt, don't. And now people are going to be completely confused. <laughs> honestly i'm one of those people that will say if in doubt give it a go anyway and see if you don't like it or not well i mean my father also said try everything once if you don't like it don't do it again that's right yeah I mean, hey, look, <laughs> my father had lots of interesting words of wisdom, yeah. some of which was just confusing. <laughs> well, well, on that note, mate, thank you again. I really appreciate you taking the time to share your story and your adventures and your future plans, especially with the YouTube channel and yourself. And I look forward to watching all the updates unfold on YouTube with everything you're doing the trip around Australia and and further overseas as well. And I hope a lot of our listeners who are listening right now to this episode will go on and subscribe to your channel and uh, and see what happens in the next few years because I'm looking forward to it. That's it. Hey, look, you know, hit that like button, subscribe down below. That's it. <laughs> People freak out when you do that to them in person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> they seem to look at you funny. Yeah, they do. What are don't you talking they? about? Because yeah. Oh, yeah. you're pointing to a subscribe button. It's to subscribe. You should just have one at the bottom on, of your must, shirt. It might be on you that should, side. Just print one on the bottom of your shirt. <laughs> like, subscribe. There, there, there might be something in the works for that. I've got, I've got a whole, a whole wardrobe of shirt ideas. Yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just need people to buy them. Yeah, that's it. You know, anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Well, look, thank you again, mate. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Steph. All righty, folks. Hey, did you think you were going to get a history lesson in today's episode of Bikes, Burgers, Beers? Nope, neither did I. Well, I want to thank Simon for spending the time to be with us and sharing his huge amount of knowledge, uh, which what I can say without a doubt is going to help him on his journey. And you can check Simon's YouTube channel out, along with his Instagram and other social media links. They're all down in the show notes below. Well, folks, that wraps it up for today's episode, part two of Simon's global walkabout, The Rise of the Phoenix. And as you heard, a more fitting name would be impossible. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as uh, I enjoyed talking to Simon. Now, you can show your support by leaving a review in the podcast app if it allows you to do so, but you can also subscribe to the show so you receive notifications and uh, updates for future episodes. As always, we have merchandise such as t-shirts and stickers available for those who want to show the world that you love us. On that note, 
I want to say thank you so much and see you next time. And remember, folks, keep it twisted. <laughs>